Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place, where tonight the Edmonton Oilers host the New York Rangers. 7 o'clock puck drop again. Bring your non perishable food items for the food bank in or yourself to be involved in a drop that uh, ends up uh, resulting in uh, four tickets. Special location in the building for that. Against the Calgary Flames, January 29th, you'll have a meet and greet with Leon Dreisaitl. Come down for a morning skate, take in a lunch in Studio 99, all that fun stuff. As we head off to our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Well, we had Spec on the show for the last hour, but right now, the number one team in the Western Hockey League is the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, the number one team going into last night's game in winning percentage was the Everett Silvertips. They meet tomorrow at Rogers Place to talk about the Edmonton Oil Kings. We welcome back to the show Kurt Hill. Hi, Kurt. How are you doing? Doing good, stuff. How are you? Good. Uh, watched the entire game last night against the Calgary Hitmen. Uh, they, the difference of the game, I guess, came down to special teams. They capitalized on the power play and scored a couple uh, uh, power play goals to win 5-3. Um, you guys came back after the Christmas break with a couple victories against the Red Deer Rebels. Uh, I think it's the first time you've not picked up a point against Calgary over the last couple of years. Just a quick thought on last night's game, and then we'll talk a bit about what happened against Red Deer. Yeah, you know, I thought we had a really good start in the first period. We kind of took it to them a little bit and, uh, you know, didn't bear down on some opportunities. And at the end of the day, the second and third periods, they were, they all played us. They were the better team. And, they, you know, we didn't generate enough offense and, and get inside enough. They did a good job um, limiting our opportunities. And like you said, at the end of the day, special teams, uh, they score on those two power play opportunities later on. And uh, that's the difference. You've had an interesting uh, go here. I mean, you guys are in top spot. I think still uh, overall in the league last time I checked. Um, but you've had a couple kids leave the, leave the team. Uh, you had a defenseman that had a real good year last year, Connor McDonald, second highest scoring defenseman in the WHL to Bowen Byram, uh, request uh, a departure. And, uh, and then Todd Scott, a goaltender, had left as well. This is, to me, this is kind of atypical in, in many respects for, you know, like you guys are a really good team. Is this just sort of maybe how the landscape has changed a bit in junior hockey here over the last couple of years? Yeah, no, I definitely believe there's lots of opportunities out there for players. And, and you know, those two situations, I think Connor um, wanted to be closer to home and, uh, you know, made the decision to leave leave the team initially to see if he, he still wanted to play hockey in the first place and then made the decision that he wanted to be closer to home. So um, that was his decision in leaving. And then with Todd, I mean, at the end of the day, he was... 
at the start of the year, we made a decision to make him the starting goalie, and you know, we understanding that we had a really good, really good young prospect in Kosa, and Todd really struggled in November, and Kosa kind of took that starting job away from him at that point, and you know, it didn't seem like he really wanted to put. Uh, didn't want to battle for that job anymore and was given an opportunity to potentially go down to the USHL and uh, I think that's still all being worked out but uh, chose to leave the team for that reason so yeah I think things are a little different now in the landscape I know after the Christmas break there were some players that didn't go back to some other teams but you know it's, at the same time it's, it's things you deal with in your group I think as a whole um, every guy in that room grows from it and, you know a little adversity never hurt and it seems like after those two guys have departed, it hasn't. Uh, we've had to make some changes, obviously, but uh, we're still first in the league, and the guys are still putting in. Um, you know, we still have a very competitive team. They're putting an honest effort every night and still playing well. Well, Sebastian Coase is a six-seven goaltender. He's probably going to be. Uh, you know, he'll probably go in the first three rounds of the 2021 NHL entry draft. Will you attempt to? Uh, I mean, do you? grow somebody organically within the organization or are you going to have to go outside the organization to get yourself another goalie? Well, we're going to have to go outside the organization, no question. I think with uh, where our prospects are, we have two signed prospects in, uh, in uh, Colby Knight who's playing midget and red deer and uh, he needs to play games. And Colby Hayes, 15, who's up with us right now, he plays at uh, Yale Hockey Academy. He's only 15. He can't play in the league right now only on an emergency basis. He plays five games. But uh, so yeah, those guys need to continue to develop. I don't think it makes any sense for them to to come in right now and, and be rushed. Um, and then you know, with with Sebastian, he's done a he's done a fantastic job. But at the same time, he's a young goalie and and he's had to play a lot of minutes. And we want to make sure that we're managing him the right way and and putting him in situations to succeed. And he's going to be a, a massive part of our future here. So we want to make sure that uh, he's coming along at the right pace and then we're doing all the right things for him as well. So I think at some point here, yeah, we're going to have to go outside and. Uh, and find a guy and uh, you know what that looks like we're still sorting out but uh, we'll we'll have a resolution by the 10th all right and the 10th is the whl trading deadline we're joined by kurt hill the gm of the Edmonton oil kings uh again first place in the whl right now so you got a, a first round pick as part of the package for Connor mcdonald going to uh, memorial cup host Kelowna. um Connor is also a 20 year old which means you have an open 20 year old spot right now um would you use a 20-year-old spot on a goaltender? Yeah, I think there's an, there's an option for that. But, um, you know, lots, lots of things being thrown around right now. You know, I think uh, it's kind of just understanding the market, uh, whether that's a 20-year-old goaltender, a 19-year-old, an 18-year-old. It's kind of just uh, seeing which goaltenders are out there. I think uh, one of the tricky things about um, – Making a making a deal for a goaltender is when you don't have a goaltender to send back. It's a little bit interesting. Yeah, you, know, you need to have a, a pretty good uh, marriage with a team in the sense that they have a guy that they can bring in, or they have a young prospect that they can bring in, or they need to make a trade to acquire a goalie. So there's a lot of moving pieces in it when you don't have a goalie to send back. So I think uh, yeah, it's finding the right fit overall. But um, yeah, it's something to look at. But I mean, it's, if it doesn't work for uh, for it to be a goaltender, I mean, there's also opportunity to add. Uh, you know, a 20-year-old up front, or um, if we need to, we've had a lot of injuries in the back end of the back end, too, so I think there's uh, lots of different possibilities definitely out there, but um, yeah, something that we've looked at for sure. Well, you mentioned defense, and uh, Connor McDonald obviously re- ultimately requesting a change of address, so you got him to Kelowna, um, and then you've got two injuries that have occurred here. One that happened a while ago, uh, Jackson Alexander, that was a uh, he, he took a pretty hellacious hit, and that was a concussion. 
Uh, is he close to returning at all for you? Because he's got some offensive ability, but he's missed a lot of games here the last couple of years. Yeah, I know he's getting closer. I would say probably, you know, I think a couple weeks away here. And, um, you know, with him, yeah, he's got offensive ability, but it's, he hasn't played a lot of games. I think, you know, 26 games over the last two seasons since we acquired him. So I think, you know, with him coming back, as we got to be realistic as a group. And with him, he's got to come back and, and progress at the right pace and, you know, be put in situations where, um, you know, we don't really have a situation where we can send him down and put him and have him go on a conditioning stint in, in tier two or in, in midget or something like that. You know, it's not an opportunity. So we got to make sure that when he comes back, he's he's managed the right way and, and we're finding ways to keep him healthy and to stay in games. I mean, some of these things are freak accidents, but um, yeah, when he comes back, he's definitely got to be managed the right way. So that's something that we'll, we'll look at as a staff and obviously Brad and, and the coaching staff will. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll have a lot of conversation about that, I'm sure. And you also lost Wyatt McLeod, who'd been a real steady performer for you here. Uh, he was good in the playoffs last year, uh, excellent plus-minus so far this season. Uh, so you've, you're down three defensemen, really, from the, the, the kind of the top five you had sort of uh, seen at the start of the year. So you picked up a D-man from Tri-City. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, you know, Sam uh, Stewart from Tri-Cities has been playing big minutes there. He's been playing up over 20 minutes a night. Um, he's an older guy that uh, came into the league the second half of the 17-year-old year and played full-time last year and then this year, obviously. But he's kind of a guy that um, a little bit of a later bloomer, I would say, and kind of just keeps getting better and better. He played his first game last night. I'm sure people got to see him play a little bit, but he's extremely calm with the puck, makes really good puck decisions. He skates well. You know, I think he just brings a brings a veteran presence, a calming presence to our back end, and obviously with the injuries right now, um, it assists with that. It's unfortunate that Wyatt will be out for, you know, a little bit here. I don't think it's going to be long-term, but he'll be out for a little bit. So, uh, you know, with Wyatt, he's he's one of the most underrated defensemen in our league with the amount of minutes he plays and, you know, his structure to his game and his leadership that he brings our group. So it's uh, unfortunate that uh, he's out for a little bit here, but uh, we really like what we saw to Sam, Sam last night. He's a guy we had targeted as somebody who really fits our system with his skating and puck moving, and he's got really good hockey IQ too so a a real nice addition to our group we're joined by Kurt Hill president GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings they lead the Western Hockey League they're in action tomorrow against Everett we'll get to that game in a second I want to talk to you a bit about Jake Neighbors um to me, he reminds me a bit of uh, a Dustin Brown or a TJ Oshie. Both of those guys are around six feet tall. They're thicker builds. They're aggressive. They hit. Uh, both Oshie and Brown were late uh, uh, birthdates in their draft year. Uh, so they're actually older kids when they were drafted. Uh, they both had terrific NHL careers. Uh, Jake was quiet offensively early. Had a hat trick in that seven-goal third period. Uh, the other night, you know, I ended up picking up a hat-trick in that game in the uh, victory against the Red Deer Rebels. This guy's starting to come on for you, isn't he? Yeah, you know, it's kind of like what we saw last year. It's uh, Jake. It's, I mean, he plays hard the first season of that, but this is, it seems like when the games get tighter and they mean more and we get the closer we get to the playoffs, he's the kind of guy that just elevates his game so much. And, you know, since the Christmas break, he's come back. He's been probably our best forward since since we've been back, and uh, he scored again last night in Calgary. Um, yeah, when he's playing his game and he's playing that aggressive physical physical game, he's you know, he's got the skill that goes with that, and he's uh, he's a tough player to handle with his size. And uh, yeah, now he's starting to find the back of the net here a little bit since we come back from Christmas as well. So yeah, it seems like he's uh, you know found his groove a little bit more offensively here in the second half. But uh, as expected with him and uh, his nature to really elevate his game as things get tight down the stretch. 
you guys get a bit of a break against Everett, don't you? <laughs> well, you never you never want to say that. I mean, that's uh, they're a really good hockey team. They've you know over the over the years they've been good. They've been one of the better teams in the league for a lot of years now. They play such a good structured game, and um, you know their commitment to defense defending and and their structure as i said is it's you know it's really incredible what they do and um yeah the goaltender's at the world juniors and he's not there right now but uh there's no way we can we can overlook that our guys we got to be sharp tomorrow and they're coming off a 6-2 loss last night red deer they're going to be hungry um our guys are going to be hungry it should be a real good game the new year's game here at rogers place yeah dustin wolf with a 1.91 goals against average and a 941 save percentage so far this year Keegan Karki, uh, is that how you pronounce it, Karki? Yeah. He's uh, got a sub-900 save percentage, so it's a significant drop-off. Uh, that's all you need to know on that front. So there you have it. Uh, what time does the puck drop tomorrow? 2 o'clock. And I know you got the blades here on Saturday, on uh, Sunday, because I'm going to be watching that game on Sportsnet. Uh, how does the rest of the week shape up for you, Kurt? Yeah, other than that, we just got the game. We have a game here Friday night um, against Moostra. So we got three here and day off in between each one. So I know our guys are obviously excited uh, to start the new year off the right way here against Everett tomorrow. All right. Best of luck, Kurt. Thank you for your time. Thanks a lot, Bob. You bet. That's the president, GM, uh, Kurt Hill, the Edmonton Oil Kings, again, leading their way, uh, not just in the Central Division, not just in the Eastern Conference, but the WHL overall standings. Uh, pretty obvious, Kurt shopping for another goaltender and likely to add another defenseman, I'd say, as well. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. For a menu and a list of the 14 Edmonton and area locations, go to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation from Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. When we return... I'll do a reset of what we expect to see line-wise between the Oilers and Rangers. We'll get to a one-on-one conversation with Joachim Nygaard, who won the fastest skater at the skills competition, uh, nosed out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Connor McDavid, and we'll get to this day in Oilers history as well. Live from Rogers Place on a game night, this is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 150 in Edmonton. Uh, special shout out to everybody at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Oilers Now, very pleased to add Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford on board. Brent Ridge Ford is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Right now is a great place and great time to buy out at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. 
they're clearing up their 2019s. Significant rebates on those vehicles. Reach them at Brent Ridge Ford at one 877 or visit BrentRidge.com. Again, uh, no live Oilers now. It'll be a best of Oilers now. Again, Brendan Escott uh, is going to be hooking you up with our Legends series, which, uh, I mean, we had some terrific interviews, I think it's fair to say, uh, during the course of that series, guys like Wayne Gretzky. Uh, who, Brendan, are you going to uh, uh, deploy on uh, tomorrow's best? And some would say a best of Oilers Now show is an oxymoron, but who do you got for uh, uh, tomorrow's uh, New Year's Day uh, uh, festival show? Well, you're going to hear from the great one himself, an extended conversation there, and then the man that kept him safe for a few years in Oilers colors, and that's Marty McSorley. There you go. It doesn't get much better than that. All right. Uh, to this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. Join the Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. What do you got, Brendan? All right. Back in 1982, Mark Messier registers four assists and one fight as the Oilers hammer the Vancouver Canucks 8-1 at the Pacific Coliseum. Kenny Linsman, Paul Coffey, and Wayne Gretzky all with three-point evenings. It was Andy Moog, the winning goaltender. Okay, spoiler alert for those of you PVR in Canada and the Czech Republic. Three, two, one. Canada has defeated the Czech 7-2. They scored five power play goals in the game, including four in the first period. They play the Slovaks Thursday in the quarterfinal round. USA plays Finland. That will not be an easy game. The Swedes, they never lose. They've won, what, 52, 13 straight years? Haven't they dropped a game in round robin? Um, and a shorthanded goal from Philip Roberg, who has been on the number one uh, shutdown pairing for the Swedes so far in that tournament. Speaking of Swedes, uh, he's not the finished flash, but he had it going on, let me tell you, in the uh, skills competition on Sunday. Here's a one-on-one with Joachim Nygaard, who tonight will play with Leon Dreisaitl and Kyler Yamamoto. So, skills competition done, we're back to the real games. Uh, and an opportunity for you, uh, Joe Kim, just a thought on, uh, you know, playing out there uh, with, looks like with Leon and uh, Kyler Yamamoto, but uh, maybe a little bit more offensive opportunity here for you? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, Leon is, uh, is one of the best players in the world, and Yam is coming here from, from Baco and with a lot of energy, and he's a, he's a skilled and quick guy, and uh, hopefully we can find some chemistry together. What do you you specifically need to do and how has the role changed given that you are going to be up with dry settle as a because at times you've been a little, little bit more like you know it's different than when you're playing with Riley and Josh not to disrespect those players they're more defensive players you're out there with Leon what are you trying to do differently uh, I mean I, I I try to try to do my game as I, as I want to do like win some pucks for him like still be good in the forecheck skate a lot and I mean he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of pucks uh, uh, and me and me and Yamo's gonna we're both good skaters so we're gonna try to win some pucks and get into the forecheck and uh, get some trouble in, with their D there. Are you getting more acclimatized with the North American ice surface and are, is there maybe a little bit more time than you thought? I mean, I mean it's you know you're on that bigger ice surface maybe you think you have more time you're on the smaller ice, ice surface maybe you don't think you have as much time but do you maybe have a, a half second more than you think you do at times? Uh, yeah, uh, you actually do when you look at videos and stuff like that. You see that you have more time. But I mean, since 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 my first game here, you you thought like, oh my God, it's people everywhere. Uh, and now you you feel more comfortable and you. Uh, 
you like uh, you have some uh, like you you have to, you have to do some stuff out there. You can't just you want to hold the puck and do stuff. And uh, I feel feel more comfortable so than I than I do that too. All right. And uh, how much money uh, did you win on Sunday for uh, winning the uh, fastest skater competition? Or how much fun did the guys have with you? And do you think maybe Connor held back just a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, he's going to skate in, uh, in the real All-Star game too. So I, I think he held back for maybe one second or something. So, but, I mean, it was fun to win. What's, what's the key in that? I mean, Connor's so fast on the turns, but to me, on the straightaway, you really opened up that last straightaway coming home. What are the keys for you when you're doing that? Just go as fast as you can? Or is... Yeah, I mean, I try to go as fast as I can in a straight line, and then when I come to the curves, I just try to... Don't fall. To, yeah, don't fall, exactly. I'm not a good turner. I mean, he's, his crossovers is... is it's really unbelievable, yeah. So uh, I just I just try to glide glide out with speed. All right, uh, yes indeed. That is Joe Kim Nygaard. Oilers and Rangers tonight. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, I'll be on the uh, City Ford Face-Off show today at five o'clock till seven. Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, myself, the Oilers Radio Network. John Channel making appearance. Best of Oilers now tomorrow. You heard Brendan Escott, Wayne Gretzky, and Marty McSorley from our Legend Series. Thursday, Brian Burke, Louis DeBrusque. I'll join you from Buffalo. Have a wonderful New Year's. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.